So have you got a Christmas jumper for every day of the season? No. Or are you going to wear the same one until it's entire? I'm going to get. I'm going to get. I got like two more that I can wear, so I'll be fine. But like, I sat through the, the shit that was Halloween, and now that it's the first of December, fucking I'm in. You know, <laughs> it's Christmas Dale. Go. The shit that was Halloween. Dale's just like, no, I don't like the spooky things. I want the snow and the cute. It just winds. It's a holiday that winds me up because everyone's like, oh, I'm so spooky. They run at the first sign of anything scary. It's like, oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, if it, like I know how to fight ghosts. I, I'd be scared, but I'd know how to defend myself. They'd be like, oh, let me throw some crystals at you. Haven't we already established <laughs> that rather than fighting ghosts, you would be. Uh... The first one to run oh, away. I'd be gone, but I'd still try to defend myself if I had to. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I have to punch a little kid ghost, I will. Fuck that. Oh, shit. <sighs> that just looks like Podcast. Talking about gaming shit that will never last. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Uncapped Gaming's podcast. Um, where our jingle is not what you just heard Dale singing. We we will pay someone professionally if we have to have a jingle. Um, I'm Phil Dickens, as ever. I am joined by Lloyd Frangos and Dale Hooper, um, the latter of whom was just singing. Is singing the right word? I don't know. I well, I mean, considering <laughs> well, considering this goes up on Spotify, and I was just singing on Spotify, does that mean I'm a musician now? No, mm, no. technically. No. Technically, no. oh, you're you, you, you're too turned deaf. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know we were recording, so I, I know what I was what I was doing. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been, I always press record ages before just so I, in case I can catch any kind of gold nuggets for the the show because I'm always thinking. You that's see, bad. that's that's bad. That's that's just like that. Can you get arrested for that? You can that's get arrested like a, for that. Yeah, that's, that's a crime, man. That's a crime, Phil. None of us agreed to this. <laughs> <laughs> the last 30 seconds haven't been agreed to. So. I, I was singing in complete confidence, Phil. <laughs> it's off the record, right? Every, everyone who's listened to this, that, you know, obviously hundreds of millions of people yeah. just forget that you heard that. Um, but we are talking Between to... Me and you guys. We are, we are talking today about... Games that got us into gaming as, as our main topic. Um, but before that, we're going to stay in the... Before we travel back in time, we're going to stay in the present and talk about what we're, t- what we're playing this week. What's, what games have uh, captured your attention this week? And we'll start with Lloyd. Oh, okay. Uh, so, in the TARDIS today, in the present day, um, we... Uh, I've been playing... I've, played berserk boy which is a like retro uh retro inspired platformer game from it's published by big sugar the 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 dev is called berserk boy games um and yeah that that's been loads of fun um i played the demo of that and then there was slender threads as well which is another demo i played uh which is a horror click and point game which me and dale were talking about and i was kind of like I don't have the patience for a click and point game, but then I kind of realised it was like when you're, do you know when like you go downstairs and your mum's like watching a soap and you sit down for like five minutes and next thing you know, like four hours has passed and you're completely hooked and you want to know what's gone on. That was me in this game. So um, I was, I was hooked on that. Uh, That was loads of fun. And yeah. And obviously the steam festivals happened. 
So I bought Blue Fire and Inscription to play this week, and so I can't get into them. So lot, lots of stuff there to keep you occupied for a good while, in case, yeah, yeah. In case we wonder where you've gone, what, what rabbit hole you've yeah. buried yourself in. And I've still got Pokemon and Jurassic World to play as well. <laughs> so, because i got to mention them every podcast now until the end of the year, so uh, yeah, that's where they're going to be mentioned today. Fair enough. And on the subject of Jurassic World, is that is that still what you're playing, Dale, or have you moved on? <laughs> I am I am a man of habits. <laughs> so yeah, just Jurassic World. Um, <clears throat> quite a bit of Halo. And have I played anything else this week? It's been it's been dissertation week for me, so I've been playing in like procrastination. Promising myself to write like 200 words and then playing like three hours and then 200 words and it's not working so well But it is what it is. It might have supposed to be the other way around where you play for like 30 minutes and then write 500 words rather than no one said the most effective way of that pom pomodoro effect. I'm just using it I was I was told wrong and that's what I was doing. But you, yeah, you used no, it, it backwards. Instructions were not clear. Okay, so I I do not know. But no, it's it's been um, uh, Jurassic World Evolution to Halo, a touch of Apex I played, and then I've um, I've actually just started Planet Zoo again. So nice, something new. Same vein as most of my things, but yeah, I, I bought the Penguin DLC. It's not solely the Penguin DLC, but it has penguins, and I want to build the, the Antarctic, penguin. the Antarctic DLC. No, it's not. The Antarctic doesn't have penguins, actually. It's, uh, it's the other one, then. <laughs> it's the, yeah, the that's, Arctic. That's what confused me, because I was like, yo, the Antarctic, I'll get some penguins. And then they were on a different one, and I was like, okay. And then another one had, like, otters and beavers and i was like well of course i'm gonna put otters and beavers in my park yeah. so i forgot how big penguins were <laughs> massive <laughs> they're massive we they're went to amazing. the zoo in prague because you know let's, let's just go to the zoo and like i stood next to them and i, I know like they were raised up a bit but they i was like they throw they're a big bunch or two do you know what i mean they, they're, yeah. not, they're not gonna shy away they'll they give you a slap <laughs> exactly do you know what I mean? yeah i wouldn't mess with a penguin <laughs> what, what about you phil what, what what have you been playing well, other than, um, as we know, I'm currently trying to train myself to do this whole game permadeath on, on Last of Us 2, but um, two other ones, because I've, 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 it came out on PlayStation Now, I downloaded myself Celeste, and I'm, I don't know where it's last, I, I'm not sure how many chapters there are, it feels like I'm getting towards the end of it, um, although that's 2,000 odd deaths in, um, because that is a punishing game, <laughs> as far as um, every, every time I play it, like for two or three hours, then I come out and I just end up like sort of having to exercise my wrists just because pressing different buttons, particularly on that wind section where you just have to constantly hold right and as as the wind's pushing you back just to get through. Um, don't, don't have to take it out here. <laughs> mm. Um, so I've been doing that, and I have also um. Had a bit of a playthrough of Resident Evil 2 Remake just because get myself in the spirit for um it'll be already out in the UK by the time this airs, but as we're recording before that, uh Friday when Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City hits cinemas. And I've obviously heard mixed things. There's people who love it, people who hate it, but I am quite optimistic. So 
Um, I mean, to be honest, all my optimism is based on the fact that it's not the previous franchise of Resident Evil films. Oh, um, great. What do you want about? Let's not start the fight now. <laughs> uh, have you, have you seen the memes? Have you seen the meme <laughs> with the Christmas truck and the Umbrella Corporation truck? Where it's like, <laughs> every year we expect this truck and it's like the Coca-Cola truck. And then underneath is this year the truck we're getting is and it's the Umbrella <laughs> Corporation truck. It tickled me a bit and I thought of you, Phil, straight away. I should have shared it with you, but I didn't because, you know, I got distracted by something else. <laughs> you, you thought of me, but you didn't share with me. Yeah, it, yeah I, I'm an awful human being. <laughs> I, I do that a lot. And then I speak to the person. I'm like, oh, did you see that? Like, no, I think I'm not sharing with you. Like, no, I thought of you, so yeah, I was hoping that it like psychic transference. Um, it's but no, it, it, it's good that um, people see the truck with the logo of a company which, which makes dangerous biohazardous uh, bioweapons and thinks of me, you know. <laughs> talking, talking about video game challenge, Phil, because we, we were speaking about this uh, yesterday, I think, weren't we? Um, with you doing the the Last of Us two thing, and and practicing the thing, <laughs> the thing you were doing the thing. Um, I've been doing Jurassic World on on like hard and uh, Jurassic difficulty, which is like its end thing. And I watch a streamer right called Small Ant. I don't know if any of you have heard of Small Ant. No, no. His whole thing is he was a speedrunner of. I'm not sure if he started Mario Odyssey, but that's where I saw him. And he does all like beat Pokemon without using any damage in attacks or beat Pokemon without taking any damage at all and stuff like that. But I saw him, right? He did this about two, three years ago. Beat Super Mario Odyssey blindfolded the entire game. So we oh, need to up our I, games. I, I know you, him. You know, I yeah, know yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know him. Just, I, it's, I don't understand how people are so good at things. Yeah, like, no, nah, it's just... Two things you need there that neither of us have is patience and <laughs> ability to learn and ability to learn. None of us have. Oh. That, I think. I, I've, I've reached a point like um, not anymore because I've, I've fell out of practice until I kind of reloaded it this week. But I was at one point I played enough of um, Resi Two to know there were certain points where I got these speed run strategies down. You know which way to turn and you could run past a bunch of enemies without taking any damage if you made sure you hit the right point but again i needed the visual cues for all that the, the idea of doing that all purely based on just muscle memory and audio cues is um, it's, it's not like it's a 2d game you'd imagine a 2d game might be a bit easier but it's 3d and like things go you've got to aim at things and stuff oh, it just it baffled me anyway sorry you 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 brought up the the um the no death run and i it just it sparked that in my mind so if yeah. anyone wants to be ashamed of how bad they are at video games, go go check him out. <laughs> uh, ju just for clarity, I will not be playing um, any version of The Last of Us 2 with a blindfold on. Although, oh, please tell. Um, really? apparently the accessibility yeah. options are that good. That was like the first game. Um, there was a blind game. I can't remember his name, but it made the news. Like That was the first game he was able to play like completely without having any sighted help um, because of the accessibility options. That's amazing. Um, is he a streamer by any chance? Is it possibly? No, no. I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of someone else. Um, 
it was someone who's it wasn't just like a random person it was someone who's known as a gamer as far as i'm aware not, not someone i heard of which is why i can't remember the name but yeah. um it was doable but again that that's uh doesn't mean that i'm gonna put a blindfold on anytime I soon i think you should i think you should, I think you no, should. I think, no, if I you want to see <laughs> phil do it make sure you comment and let us know because i think peer you pressure. should be a pressure peer pressure Maybe. It's how we all do. We should have a peer pressure meter. <laughs> Just how much me and, me and Lloyd <laughs> yeah. are pressuring Phil into doing something. <laughs> Finish him. Finish him. If we get 1,000 subscribers before Christmas, then I will give it one go blindfolded. All right, I'm making 1,000 accounts. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> how to buy... Yeah. Um, oh, Phil. But anyway, I'm going to move this on just so that we're not peer pressuring me to do horrible, <laughs> horrible challenges. Um, and now we are going to go back in time because, like, say we're talking about games that got us into gaming. Um, so, I mean, I suppose that the most obvious place to start is what's the first game that you remember playing? Not the first game that you enjoyed, the first game that you remember playing. Like, it, it depends how good your memory is. It might be last week, but... What what's your what's your first one? I think mine was Pokemon Blue. Yeah. On the Game Boy. Um, because I can remember sitting outside and it this was before I had the cable. My mum would never buy me the cable because I wasn't allowed friends. So <laughs> I I used to um I used to sit on the windowsill uh on the outside because there was enough room on the window and I can remember like sitting there and my mate would be up next to me and we'd just We'd be playing, obviously, because wireless won a thing back in the nineties, so we couldn't we couldn't do that. Um, so we used to just sit there and like basically race each other to the first gym over and over again. So you were a speedrunner in your year. I, I was what? a speedrunner at the age of like six. <laughs> Don't know what happened, but um, <laughs> but yeah, we used to we used to race, and that was a uh, that was quite fun. Funny, interesting um, point that I don't think you ever know, Lloyd is. The first Pokemon game, when I first played Pokemon, I got a Game Boy Color, yeah. and it was alongside Silver. So I was Ooh. quite far behind, yeah. I okay. must have been... Yeah. Middle of primary school, maybe, when I got okay. that? Yeah, yeah no, I'm I sorry. Was like, just, I was like, yeah, it would have been like year four, no, like year three, two? Mm. Oh, I can't remember. I don't know. How old are you in primary school? I don't even know. I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, below ten. I think you are quite <laughs> um, young. It's it's not something you're yeah. doing in teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember those moments quite profoundly because it was also when I got into the TCG as well. But my my um my memories of the TCG wasn't wasn't that. It was going. I choose you and throwing the card at my mate. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know rules didn't count as a kid. Um, so I would have probably been a king if I was actually playing properly there. Yeah, I remember that quite friendly. And I also, sorry, I'm rambling now, but I also remember playing Yu-Gi-Oh and bringing in my Yu-Gi-Oh set and just beating everyone. And that was like in year six. Everyone was like, this kid's a nerd. Like, he's bringing in Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And I was like, I'm the Don. <laughs> but yeah, that's the first game I remember. And, and it's, because <clears throat> um, this was one of the reasons I thought to ask it, because it's quite, that's a game that, I think it's probably fair to say because you've played, obviously, continued playing that franchise. That's something you go back to rather than like some sort of random, very first thing that you never touched again. Mm, yeah, 
I think I think that's why I remember it so profoundly is because like the games are all quite similar, so like the memory's just kind of drilled itself back in over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but because like I can't like I think I owned some, some like I can't remember. I don't even know if there was a Metroid for the Game Boy. I don't think there was, but I probably owned something like that. Because yeah, um, but my uncle had a Nintendo sixty four. And I remember playing one of the Metroids on that. I can't remember which one, but um, yeah, there's a couple of other games I had with it, and but I can't remember them. But like I said, Pokemon, I remember quite thing, probably because it was the only one that I played with friends. Lovely <laughs> child, get my little violin out. <laughs> we're we're signing his violin goes off. I'm, crying <laughs> I'm, I'm more upset that you had friends before me, but okay. <laughs> well, now that since. Um, Lloyd's brought us to tears with his sad story of a lonely childhood. <laughs> um, let's have something more uplifting from you, Dale, please. Um, Here is up. <laughs> so it's weird because I know I know I played games very young. I know I played games very young because my dad used to play games, you know, with me. I used to watch him a lot. But my my first memory of games, and it's it's not me playing, so this is a little bit of a cop-out, is watching my dad play through the entirety of the first Lara Croft, the first Tomb Raider game. That's my that's my earliest memory of of video games. I know, I know I've played stuff before, because I'm pretty sure it was my PlayStation. But I cannot remember where I used to play. I just know that that's, that's the first memory I had. And I remember that when my brother was born... He was at home with me and my sister. And that's all we did. That's all we did because my mum wasn't home and he just we watched him play video games all day. And it sounds bad, but it was absolutely amazing because we just got to eat whatever we want, chill out next to him and just, just watch him get beat by a T-Rex, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure yeah, there was one where yeah. he run... Yeah, there was one there's run around and there was like... An underwater dragon or serpent or something. I can was remember. that the original one with the T Rex? So I, I don't know. I don't it think was... it was. T Rex and the there were T Rex and Raptors in Tomb Raider One, and then I think it was okay. two that had the um, dragon, which is where you became a dragon by stabbing yourself in the heart with it. I may have played these uh, quite a lot. I, I do not. <laughs> I do not remember that. I remember the dragon. I remember him doing the dragon bit, but that's my first like. Gaming memory. Yeah, first gaming memory, and I think my other strongest is Pokemon. But Pokemon Yellow is my strong one. Oh, I used to like I, yeah, I got, I got, so I got my Game Boy Color for my birthday. I remember going into town with my dad and my mum to GameStop. Was it GameStop back in the day? That old. <laughs> And uh, they had like Jesus. a little little pre-owned cartridge section, mm-hmm. and my dad picked up like. Pokemon Red, Yellow, and yeah. I had Silver as a kid. And I got I got all them, and, and I remember we were staying at my nan's at the time, and my nan had, in the guest bedroom, she had a, a bed, but there was like a light above it, so I could play it constantly, and, you know, my, my brother and sister were in there, but they shut up because I was training to be a master, so they had to just sit and live with the light on while I should was awake. We, should we explain GameStop for the young'uns? Oh, God, it was, <laughs> it was, just, like... it was just game. It's game. But... It's game, but it was like the original 
Kex or Sex or however I would pronounce it. It, it was, was, wasn't it? Yeah, oh. it was literally the original. Yeah, and I can you remember go in and just trading all your games. I can remember exactly what it was in town as well. It's by where the Costa is in <laughs> St. David's. It is in a scene. Your face. It's there. It's there. I can remember. Because then it moved across the road, didn't it, for a bit? And then it, yeah. it went. But yeah, they're, they're my earliest. My earliest memories of that. And then... Because Spyro must have been before me playing Pokemon. Because I remember playing Spyro and um, getting frustrated at a mission where you had to like fly and, and move. And I, I'm a rager. I'm not afraid to say it. I, not so much now, but back then I was. And I remember my mum, who, who doesn't game, coming out of nowhere and beat the level for me and then told me to shut up and just carry on with the game. And I was like, thanks. My, my, she my, was my hero. Beat it first time. No, no, no effort. No, nothing. Just come in and like it was nothing. And I was just like, <laughs> you, you know, one hundred percent. She like practiced that beforehand on the basis of <laughs> yeah. this seems to be giving him trouble. This will be funny. <laughs> she had she had her own memory stick and everything when we went to bed. She put this in and continue with her saves. That's another. I see Lloyd's face going. Do you remember risking it and playing with no memory stick? I did for um, Spyro 2. And my mum and dad let me leave the PlayStation on for the entire time. Got to the end mission and my sister stood on the restart button. No! Lauren, if you're out there, I have still not forgiven you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I feel like I'm just taking, like I'm talking a lot, but you got me excited. Um, But yeah, I remember playing the Spider-Man on PS1. I had it over my nans. And I had no memory stick. And uh, we say memory stick, memory card, wasn't it? And yeah, um, yeah I, and I literally, I would, because I only went over there on like a Saturday, Saturday and I'd stay over on the night. And um, I, I would like, so I'd leave it. I'd, I'd try my hardest to leave it on, but I'd always get stuck on the Scorpion fight for ages. Oh. Yeah, and... Um, I just remember leaving that on, trying my hardest. My nan would come up and she'd be like, why are you wasting my electric bill for? <laughs> and I'd be like, no! Yeah. Damn. See, I, I have been staying quiet through a lot of this just because, like, while you're sitting there and going, oh, we'll have to explain these things for the kids. Um, <laughs> and thinking, obviously, I'm oh. older than the period and uh, that whole thing... Of having to like if you got when you owns the school leaving the gate leaving Sega Mega Drive as it was for me paused all day and hoping that in the meantime your mum hadn't noticed it and turned it off so you could carry on where you were up to that was that was a daily struggle for me that was uh, off the so like um, by the time we got to PlayStation came out and there were memory cards that was just like a whole other world that opened up and, and all this sort of stuff. Um, so that that was like brand new or inspiring section. It's like, oh my god, we can save games now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go back a bit as far as my earliest memory of games like before the oh. PlayStation, and I'm not that old, you cheeky shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, it's gonna sound like it when I explain it, but. I, I promise I am still a millennial. I'm not a boomer. Um, Sorry, Phil. Before you carry on, you, do you know like the Nintendos? You could save on the cartridge, can you? You could, and then I think later on the Mega Drive, like Sonic Three 
for example, yeah. was the first one of them you, you could actually save on. Um, okay. But so you couldn't all... save at all on the Mega Drive? Because um, I've never owned a Mega Drive, so... I, yeah, I, I, so you might have to explain to the kids what a Mega Drive explain is. Explain to me. Explain <laughs> to the 27-year-old child. I'm not quite 28 yet. Um, <laughs> oh, it's ticking. Well, we're, we're gonna we're, more days. We're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go further back because before all that happened, the first console I actually had was um, my dad got a second-hand Commodore sixty-four off his brother, and this had games that were on cartridge, but it also had games that were on cassette tape. Um, that that's how old the thing it was, and it was in black and white. The little telly screen that came with it. Um, it. I think he's still got it in the garage or something. Like I, I need to get it off him just to, to see what it's like now. But the the there were two like the earliest games I remember playing on there. One was a game called Jack Attack, which was like a little platformer um, where you play as what can only be described as basically as a, a sentient space hopper, and you have to kind of jump around and bounce on the heads of other sentient space hoppers to kill them and once you've killed them all you clear a level and every time you jump on top of one the noise that the game made was <clears throat> so if <laughs> every single time um so that was fun and then the other one was that the i think the oldest version of sensible soccer i have ever seen in my life um old enough that if you put if you manage to like get the ball up the ball being one pixel like a tiny square um and get the two players close enough together it would just bounce off the two heads back and forth endlessly if you didn't move them um th those are my very very earliest gaming memories um and like i say that there was then there was all the games like there was a there was a popeye game and this was on a cassette popeye? on a cassette all of not nothing in this was anything that continued through like once i got mega drive it was sonic once i got playstation it was resident evil I mean, this was all just completely random um things but yeah that that that's what my my formative years in the in new year to year first phil wants popeye to remastered <laughs> oh I, I was just thinking about it then because like do you know we got like so many franchises now like mm -hmm. when the gaming consoles must have like first came out it must have been like it must have just been a luck of the dip like sort of thing whether you picked up a good game or not if you make if that makes sense because like do you know how like we we can like look at something and kind of go oh that reminds me of this mm. but like when the games first came out like like I, obviously it wasn't the first console but like you know because you said about like random the random games you had and stuff well it was um i mean you were talking about gamestop and stuff and the, the other thing was like going to blockbuster and renting games because yeah. that was the only way yeah. you could play more than like two or three games a year because you get a game for christmas you get a game for your birthday if you were lucky and that was kind of it whereas you know be, being an adult and being able to like buy games month to month through the year and, and that sort of thing um is definitely a privilege compared to compared <laughs> like i don't know my wallet doesn't think so <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like i feel like i played we played i don't know if, if you agree feels like you played loads more games back then but at the same time you had access to a lot less because you, you yes, couldn't yeah. just go and buy that like um where we were saying on the last podcast we were talking about games that come out this year we go, oh, i haven't played that i haven't played that i haven't played that i think that was probably every single year while i was a kid when i was at, at the mercy of a you know my parents wallet rather than my own 
Yeah. Yeah. I think some of the people forget now is lending games to each other. Remember oh, that? yeah. That was... Bringing a game in and borrowing it to your mate for their game and... Yeah, my, 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 my favourite was I, I lent Oblivion to, to Jay, actually. And he, he made me go over and complete it for him just for the game to score. <laughs> and I was like, so, like, I, I can remember... That. Sorry, Phil. <laughs> we will... We will get to you, I promise. I'm so sorry. Um, but like he basically he rung me up. I, I lent him the game and he's like, Oh, I'm about I'm about a third I'm about halfway through. And he explained the bit I can't I think it was like Broomer or something, and I was like, Bro, you're nowhere near the end. And I he was like, I can't be asked, can you come over and complete it for me? <laughs> I was like, Yeah. Yeah, so I, went over, I, I went over and completed it for him. So <sighs> sorry, go on. I I I'll I'll share it now. <laughs> no, no, that that that's I mean it's it it's kind of I don't I don't know I mean presumably there must be like kids must still have similar experiences but in different ways but um there was always that thing is like if you took a game round to your mates and or they had a console that you didn't and like, you're all sort of sitting there waiting for your turn and then they'd be playing and go, Oh you you've died, give us go now, give us and like mm. that sort of thing. Um and just or, or I suppose in, in your case they'll be like you your brother and stuff and, and sort of fighting over the controller. You know, this is this is another I'm calling him out as well, my brother. Like I'm calling everyone out on this podcast. I had Halo 3 and an Xbox 360, and for the first three months of having that console, I wasn't allowed that console. Because it was easier to let him go on there than him kick up a fuss. Liam, you've ruined my beginning Xbox 360 career. <laughs> I hope nightmare. you know this. He was a nightmare. Such He's a still nightmare. a nightmare, but you know. Not as bad. <laughs> Not as bad. He's a bit. He's a bit more funny now, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I, do you know? Do you know one thing I miss from those games? I kind of miss, but I kind of, I kind of am thankful for how easy it is now. It's just co-op. Mm. It's like split-screen co-op. Yeah. I do kind of miss that because I don't think the last memory of split-screen co-op I had was Portal Two with you, Lloyd's. Remember that? Yeah. And we were going to actually murder each other because yeah. he just wouldn't place the stuff where it was meant to go. And yeah. Glados kept going, oh, Lloyd, you're doing amazing. And I was the one doing it. And I was like, what do you want about Glados? Stop this. Yeah. She ruined friendships. <laughs> she did. That was, that's, that's an experience. You know what I mean? Like, I, I come down yours, you rent a different blockbuster, didn't you? And Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we, your mum got us takeout and we just sat there all day, all day and beat that. And I'm pretty sure we watched Wreck afterwards, and that might have ruined us. That was yeah. the worst thing we'd ever done. I've never moved so Wreck. fast when I put it over the edge on after that. <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do miss those memories, but I think I think they're done now, you know? That was quite a a niche little area that I'm kind of thankful the multiplayer online is about, you know? Because it's easier to jump in with your mates. Yeah, I was racking my brain then to think of any kind of good, memorable split screen co op stuff. Because even like the old Sonic games, for example, the split screen. Oh, I really thought we were going to sneeze then. Um, the split the split screen version it like was nowhere near as good as the actual main game. It was it was easier to just kind of play the thing and then take turns or whatever rather than um, have this like. Especially on the TVs back then, this tiny little yeah. box and just um it was always like a, a 
poorly rendered level by comparison. I suppose there was like racing games where you had the split screen was vertical and, and you were just like side by side that way and, and things like uh... Halo 2 I did a lot with my brother. Halo 2 not, or maybe Halo 3 well we would have done Halo 3 together as well but we, we did, but they were a struggle to play split screen they were so hard to play yeah. just or if you got split four, four player split screen on like a Mario Kart oh. or something and it was just like four tiny um Damn it, kids, be thankful you didn't have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether it's fair to say that those moments are done, though, because I don't think games like Mario Kart would, and, like, those sort of, like... Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Smash Bros and stuff. But then I like, guess... They can they can kind of flex between online and offline. Um, yeah, and, um, yeah, although so if you've tried to play Smash online, it's not... not I, I haven't not played it It's not oh, it is again. <laughs> And obviously, right, you know, uh, it takes two did, did quite well as well as far as, yeah, far as uh, that goes. That, I think you're right. I think they do work, but I think it's it's a very niche thing now. You know. It's, yeah, I think I think like the the relationship between like like friendships in school are now different from when we were growing up. Perhaps. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, but like, I don't know because. Like I know, obviously, like my sister's younger and stuff. It, like when she was younger, she had quite a few sleepovers and stuff. So I don't know. Like I can remember, like we just like go on a Saturday and we'd be like, "Oh, you know, do you want to come over and you know play some games or whatever?" But well, I'd imagine sleepovers are dead now, <laughs> right now. But like, it's school night. Um, do you bring your? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> do you do you bring your console over? Like I used to do that. Where did I used to bring my console? Oh, my cousins. I brought yeah, yeah. bring up yours once or twice. Yeah, yeah. And Jay's. I remember. And Jay's, yeah. Yeah. So we saw and little land parties at mine where my parents yeah. went away. Oh. But like like that those like sort of moments, like I I I I would I would love to do again. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So I I don't know, I don't I don't think it's fair to say that they that I think no. they're just not gonna happen as frequent as they did when we were younger. Yeah, and I think I think kids may have a different experience now. Because yeah. everything is online. Because I noticed with me entirely, I don't know if you noticed growing up, but as soon as I started playing COD and stuff and it was all online and all my friends were online, I wasn't really interested in taking my console somewhere. It, no. I was there. I could just go and play with someone because they'd be online. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I've got to be honest, that, that online experience was never one. Because I, I think we've mentioned before, I never really played the online games as much as the single player stuff. Um, and my main experience of it sort of would be like when I was still at home, uh, like listening into my brother's room, we'd walk past and he's playing, I don't know, FIFA or something. And as soon as someone's beating him, you just hear him start swearing and tell them how the crap of the game. And um, just, just this like angry voice behind it, just like, oh, well, he's losing the footy again. <laughs> me, and, me and your brother would be friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, um, <laughs> I, just I, I just had a memory. I just had a memory. I was going to say, I, I didn't want to go off on a tangent about my rages and stuff. Oh. What, what's your memory? I, want your I memory. remember uh, I was playing your brother and um, he, he was like it's Newcastle and I was Accrington Stanley and I scored from the halfway line. I'll oh. never forget that. And he just, he just turned the console off. <laughs> oh, damn. 
Sorry, again. <laughs> I'm just roasting people around me now. <laughs> Anyone that's my friend and stuff, family, don't listen to this because we're just roasting everyone around me. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it back a week away from uh, just attacks <laughs> on Dale's family. Um, oh. But I mean, we've we've kind of branched into that anyway. But like, because we started from talking, like the first game I remember playing was very different from the games that I remember as far as games that I suppose shaped my view of what made a good game, what made a bad game, and stuff like that. So I mean, what what was. Uh, for you, like the games or franchises or that, that, that kind of you think of, and they're, they're the ones you think, yeah, so that that's how you that's the benchmark by which you define stuff that you want to play more. Um, it's not a test, I can see, I can see the panic in Lloyd's eyes going, Can I think of this? Can I think of something? But, um, so uh, Dale, do you want to chip in? Uh, Dale's got something. Lloyd, Phil, guess. <laughs> guess what game? No, wait, what? No. <laughs> what, what? You threw me off. Dynasty Warriors 9. Oh, oh my lord. Oh, my lord. But did that, did that shape the view of what is a bad game? Or was it just a bad game? Because, like... It, All right, it, now you got me thinking philosophical, okay? I, I'm just... I'm just... Because Phil's question was, did it shape your view? I, I, I don't mm. know. Because you like to complain about a bad game. Oh, I love to complain <laughs> about a bad game. But it's thinking, it's thinking about what was one of the first bad games that proper made me think, holy, this is this is bad. Yeah. And I, like, I don't know. Brink? Like, Brink was a, a, a good example for both of us because we were both excited yeah. to play that, weren't we? Yeah. And we played it, and I think we both we both resold it within a day. Remember, remember selling games? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. I think I Brink... Like endless backlog. Um, if it's <clears> personal, <throat> I think one of the games that threw me out and made me think about story a bit more was Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That was Ooh. one of the... And that's a very controversial thing, but I'm, I'm not a big fan of the, the story and the lead-up into Black Flag, and I think that was one of the points that made me think more about the narrative a game was telling. I'm not yeah. saying that it's bad, because a lot of people love it, but what I was expecting and what I got were two different things, and it kind of shaped... I don't know. I think that's a that's an early memory of something that's shaped into a... Because it's not, it's not a bad game. It's not. It's, it's probably one of the best Assassin's Creed's. I think that's a fair thing to say. It's just I'm not a big fan of it, and it opened my eyes in that sense, I think. It's it's definitely subjective because I mean the the kind of examples I'd use would be like when I was got into PlayStation and sort of got past the Sonic the Hedgehog era where everything was Sonic and anything that wasn't Sonic wasn't to be entertained. Um, but like the the game franchise I was playing at that time, so there were three big ones: were Tomb Raider, Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, um, and that kind of. They were all different in their own ways, but the the all of them were single player. They had the story to them that you could follow along to. Um different levels of intensity and whatever. And sometimes in the case of Metal Gear, very, very batshit crazy. Um but and third person and that sort of thing as well. So I got used to a certain type of game and that was the sort of stuff I so when you like through 
I think he, even now I'm still not as used to first person stuff as I would because that that's um, never been as much stuff that I play. I've kind of got a bit of a thing about where I I definitely still kind of prefer th- to be able to see the character I'm playing as and um doing that and it, and that was also back in the day of like fixed and cinematic camera angles so you didn't control the camera so that took some getting used to as well once once they introduced um being able to move the camera around yourself then i was just like what is this sorcery <laughs> um i'd i'd have to go with oblivion because it was the first game that like it, it kind of no it was the first game where I, I was actually thinking of good and bad like not no i'm I'm saying good game, good game. Why are you getting okay, so offended? Okay, sorry, good game. It's a good game. Wait, what? But it was like, it's, <laughs> it's the first game where I actually like started to think of games as like good and bad. Like, do you know what I mean? Because oh. it was such a great game. Like before that, and like the PS2, I would play anything. And like I'd play yeah. it for hours. Do you know what I mean? Because Oblivion was the first game that I saw of that generation. And it was the first time that I was like, in a weird way, like mature enough to understand what a bad, a, a great game was, and to suck me in. It, it's this. I don't know. It's it's a weird. I know. I, I can't, uh, I can't, no, that's yeah. that's it. I like that. I like that approach to it actually, because it's hard to subjectively be like, oh, this was the first bad game that kind of I noticed yeah. and think. But I think if you're going off that logic, I think for me it's probably Mario sixty four was the mm. first time I was like, damn, this is. This is something, and then things yeah. that I played, like like I remember when I had a sixty four. My mum got me um, a Pokemon, like um, one of those games where like you gotta swap jewels, and it makes like a row of four, and then they disappear, and more drop down. Tetris, not Tetris, <laughs> but kind of Tetris. Yeah, that's know. Blitz, I think it's called, or something like that. It was like that. It was called Pokemon Puzzle something. And I played that a lot, and then I got Mario 64, and I remember going from that to the the puzzle game, and I was like, oh, damn, this is this is not good. This yeah. is boring. This is bad. So I think, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good logic to apply, actually. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was, it was the first... Because I remember, like, just being in complete awe at how good the graphics mm-hmm. were. And, like, it was... Because, like, I played Simpsons Hit and Run for what it was, like, and, and that's a great game. Like, and it Because I always thought hit and run was like a good game but i can't remember anything before oblivion that i would subjectively say was a bad i thought was a bad game so i think but yeah like i I think that that for me i'm impressed by your logic i i gotta stop being philosophy again (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah i think that that for me was the big thing yeah Flip that on the head, then. Phil, what was the first game that you objectively thought oh this is a, a good game this, I mean, I think thinking about it based on what Lloyd said, I was definitely um, e- more easily impressed in you know as a kid because um, it like struggles to think of something that I think of and say that was a bad game that wasn't wasn't any good. Um, even back to the era of playing like you know Popeye on tape. <laughs> um, was it a good game though? <laughs> well, uh, it, I definitely kept going back to it more than once, so I, th- I think it was it entertained me at least. Whether it's good is a different matter. I'd have to like replay that, um, which is a 
dull, strangely dull prospect. Um, but yeah, I think that the first one that I like genuinely like. I mean, as as I mentioned before, like at the point of when I had the Mega Drive, I was fiercely like everything Sonic. I I absolutely devoured that stuff because I was playing the games, I'd read the comics, watched the cartoons, and all this sorts of stuff. But um, I think this probably wasn't the first like where I sort of started thinking of games like this is a masterpiece. This has got great storytelling and stuff like that. That come later, but. I think when you've got Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles, which are two set, and then you combine them together to create Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which was like, I think, the game as it was intended, but they had to deliver it as two separate games with a combinable cartridge. Um, and then, combinable cartridges? Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you opened the top of Sonic and Knuckles, stuck Sonic 3 on the top, and it became its whole, the, like, the full game as intended. Um, that was that was definitely, I think, probably one of those first experiences. We're like, "Wow, Is welcome that to the, the first future." DLC. I was just literally going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally just going to say that. Is is was that like first first thing EA saw to market all content. of their games? Now, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was <laughs> honestly DLC. incredible because um, Sonic Sonic and Knuckles playing that through was was a good game, but Sonic Three and Knuckles was like the like. The only what like you could you could save on Sonic Three, you could save on Sonic Three and Knuckles. You couldn't save on Sonic and Knuckles because all the technology was in that first cartridge. So you had to combine them, and you could play it through, and, and it gave you extra game options and extra characters to play, a lot more story, and this extra final zone that you could only get by combining the two games. All this stuff was just like genuinely fantastic at the time. Just like, and then on top of that, if you put Sonic Two in Sonic and Knuckles, then you can play Sonic Two as Knuckles. If you put Sonic One or any other random game, then you got this um, free sort of extra game. You have to enter a special code, but then you can play like infinite variations on the Blue Sphere special stage, just endlessly on it. Um, it's just. You reckon that's what still, Pokemon? We... Do you reckon that's what Pokemon was originally meant to be until they realised they could just sell two of the same thing with slightly <laughs> yeah, different stuff? Different <laughs> um. Are we talking about Transformers or games? <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. I feel like they're the mini-bot things. <laughs> oh, do you remember the ones that went into, like, cassettes and you pull them out and there were planes and stuff? Oh, we're so old. <laughs> I know. Uh, I mean, it's... it's uh, Yeah, it, it genuinely, like, was, like you say, I think it was really groundbreaking because that was just... Um, it ex took this one game that was good anyway and it turned it into this fantastic game and then it also gave you all this lots of extra DLC effect well, not downloadable so I suppose um, plug-inable content, so PLC This is getting... It just sounds like the first unfinished game, that's what yeah. it sounds like It just sounds like the one where they went oh, we, we can sell this now, it's good enough oh, listen, and then they kind of went, just, oh, actually they'll sell the rest of it now Just so. put it out there and then someone's like, oh wait, we forgot this little bit and it's like, oh Okay. But, but the, the, work on that for a little bit and then we'll but the difference well. between Sonic 3 on its own and say Cyberpunk or the GTA Remastered Trilogy is that you play that on its own and it's good there's, and it's complete and it's there's no there's Ooh. nothing wrong with it <laughs> <laughs> oh okay I'll see you later yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get a for uh, sake of my controversy for the episode <laughs> Yeah, Taylor, you're not needed anymore. <laughs> I know, damn. It's all right. Um, we're now called capped because the unpart is gone. I don't know why I'm the unpart. Damn. That's, wow. cra I, that's crazy. That's, that's hurt my brain slightly. 
Now I want to know what type burp. of combinations you could do. Oh, lovely. I, I will. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> everyone. Um, obviously, I'm only extending this this extent, um, invitation to Dale and Lloyd rather than all our viewers or listeners, but I will happily show you if you, you know next time you come around and, and we'll, crack, we'll crack out Sonic and Knuckles and then plug in. <laughs> is it like is it like oh, I don't know when you buy toys and they're like it's a hundred different combinations of ways <laughs> yeah. you can play it, but it's not it's Sonic and Knuckles it's you, can play Knuck- set. you can play Knuckles and Sonic Sonic and Knuckles oh, wow. Suckles and Nonic <laughs> okay so next subject anyway Dale's broken um. yeah. <laughs> oh, anyway before I finish rambling um I think an honourable mention and just to kind of highlight Lloyd's earlier point about kids not like at a certain age not really being as um discerning of the quality of games. Um one of the games I remember renting out for um the Mega Drive, which I really enjoyed at the time, but was objectively just not a good game and it was a clear cheap cash in. There was a game called Cool Spot. Which was entirely, basically, um, there were so many tie-in merchandise games, but this one wasn't a tie-in to a film like Jurassic Park or a, a, or a TV show or whatever. This was a game where you got to play the spot from the 7-Up logo and go through a series of levels. Um, oh, I'd I, play that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not shitting you, that was real, that, that. Um, Brandon. <laughs> Brandon in the 80s. I, I... I know I've read a bit about that era of games. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Was everyone was like, "Oh, you can make a game with my brand," and just yeah. did it, and that, that's the the golden era of video games everywhere. Yeah, no, we we covered it in marketing, and then oh. <laughs> like they were like they were like, "Oh, this is what this is a really cool idea," and now it's just like product placement and stuff in games. Which we we're going to see more in games. We're going to see more of it. Apparently, it's a growing. It's, it might be a growing trend. That, so my tutor told me. I don't know. I haven't seen much of it. I was going to say. I don't think I've seen much. I haven't seen it. I don't think I've seen any. But I can imagine it being a thing eventually. I think. I guess Fortnite now. As much as I, I think Fortnite is incredible. It is a <laughs> massive product placement. Yeah, yeah, it's a point, but different things. Yeah, but it's but incredible. I think the thing is when we talk about that, I just remember we like don't think about like other like medias, do we? When we no. say that, when we think about it. So, yeah, I, I guess we have. Yeah. We must have somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's, the, there's, the, there's the easy ones to pick, like football and and the Forza games or cars, FIFA, yeah. FIFA there's, does. there's ones like that, but I bet you there is elsewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we just don't notice. Like movies, it's it'll be more noticeable in some places than others, I think. Yeah, definitely. Like Jurassic World Mercedes. I mean Jurassic World. The first I, one. I think we're so used to it as well because how much is in films. So yeah. we're probably just like we're probably just so oblivious to it. So I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to, we're going to pick that up next time, and I'm going to make a yeah. list for the next the, podcast. The most honourable mentions for product placement. Placement. <laughs> or in this podcast in the world, <laughs> but you know. No, if you can find the most, the most. Um... Out of place product placement, like you know, I don't know, the, the, a game about zombies, and the, there's uh, <laughs> a f- a, 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 an advertisement for a funeral home or something. <laughs> there's a zombie drinking a bottle of Coca Cola. 
There are literally papers about the effectiveness of product placement in video games. So it must be there. <laughs> it's gotta be we've, there. Just, we've just not seen it. I have I have I have I, I can solve I'm... that paper. I can solve that paper right now. Bloody shit. <laughs> I know how I'm uh I'm what's it called? I'm uh procrastinating from my dissertation tonight. Wait, I'm sorry. Um so Whilst you, before we get onto a complete tangent there, um, is there any other sort of examples of games that have shaped your view before we move on to like kind of? We've mentioned Dynasty Warriors. Sorry, can I can I mention a game? This is still sidetrack worth, but this is amazing. There was a Coca Cola game, right, in which you shot the word Pepsi like Space Invaders. <laughs> Oh, sorry. no! That, that, well, that was a weird, that was weird. That was weird. Sidetracking uh, for and um, that's double product placement. Yeah, ju product ju placement just to balance his, his bottle of Pepsi Max. <laughs> I've, I've just got my Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm being healthy with a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just just for all those brands that have just had their um, products brought live on air, we'll accept our checks. You know, um, or or bank transfer. Either way. Yeah. Just pay We're us. great at doing product placement. If you want podcast to do product placement, this is the one. This yeah. is the one. I can occasionally throw as long as it's, it's like a copy Motorola. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just pick up my my new Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I have a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. So um yeah, is there any more games that like we want to talk about be in terms of shaping your views on games themselves, or do we think that's we've probably covered that area? I think we've covered it. I think we have, but I have an honourable mention for what remains of Edith Finch because that was a game that I don't think I'd ever play because it's just a, a like it's like a walking simulator, yeah, but a story, and it, it was it's one of my favourite games, but considering. A lot of the gaming that I do is quite fast-paced, high-octane kind of gaming, you know? Um, yeah, that, that shapes that I can play slower games and still enjoy them. It doesn't have to be skill shots and, and making things look cool as hell. It can be slow, wound down, yeah. Well, on, on, that, on that point, I think still within getting games that get you into gaming, because um, this, this wasn't something that we kind of go on to next, but we, I think it probably fits in with, with the whole theme. Um, do you think it's easier to get to try more different games and games of that nature if you've either not played games before or if you've not played games for a while? Because this was something um, I think I mentioned before, like when I the pandemic hit and I, I started gaming again after like a big massive hiatus i ended up playing games which i, I never in, in a million years thought i would have played things like um beyond two souls and detroit become human all these stuff which is just a, basically a narrative and you choose your own adventure stuff which is not something i would have ever thought about picking up before that um or like once you start once you're into gaming are you, are you kind of setting your ways at that point you think and it's harder to break out into new things Try something different. I think. I, go on. I think it depends on what type of gamer you are. 
Yeah, I was, um, I was going like, to say the same. If you're like a competitive player, let's say you're focusing on like Call of Duty, I think although you can go into different games, your main focus is going to be Call of Duty. So you're going to sink a lot of time into that. Uh, yeah. Whereas if you're more casual like me, you're going to be like, you know, let's let's try this game. Or or if even if you're into like just like indie games and like indie games or like smaller games and seeing things that are different, like you're going to be more open to new ideas. I, th- I just it's different mindsets, isn't it? Really, yeah. I don't know. I, I I I think you could literally just take what Lloyd said as what my answer was going to be. Yeah. But I think Sorry. it no 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 it's, <laughs> you read it in my mind. Um, I think I think it it depends on what your your goal is with um. gaming and what your enjoyment is. If your enjoyment is to get lost, then you'll try a lot of things. But if your enjoyment is to to be the best at something or or just you know be very good at a like competitive game you're more likely to stick in those ways and stay with like like because i know like a lot of cod players will now be switching to halo because halo's competitive scene is kicking right up yeah and they all want a bit of that you know there's a lot of like transferable skills between like Mm -hmm. fps's for example yeah like i i see it as like sports it's like if you want to be a footballer you're going to play football you're not going to go and play hockey you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so that's the way i see it but then that again, you know, if you're a casual football and you're going out for a kickabout with your mates, like you can still be really good at hockey. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. Like, yeah, that's the way I see it. But it's a weird so, analogy. So do you, do you think gamers have a just like a, a preferred genre, and then we'll kind of branch out around that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because okay. I, I was thinking of it sort of like other forms of entertainment. So, um, and, and there's probably a the degree of like whether you get more open-minded as you get older or you're just exposed to different people who you hang around and stuff. Because, like, like if you talk about books, for example, I'm pretty much the same. Like, there's the same type of stuff I'll read over. I'll, I'll read fantasy and horror and, and that sort of stuff. I'm not going to read, you know, a historical romance, for example. Um, whereas things like movies... I will like as much as I like the action sci-fi stuff. I'll I will happily devour stuff like Mean Girls and and you know think that which is completely. Um, Are you trying to say that Mean Girls is not a sci-fi? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, Based on true events, I had. Um, <laughs> I I kind of get you because I I don't think like movies and TV shows. I'll watch whatever. Like it it does not bother me, and the same with books. Like, I've recently gone from reading, like, Terry Pratchett, loads of Terry Pratchett, to, like, I'm reading some bestseller by Matt Haig or something, the Midnight Library now. And they're completely, they just, just polar up. Well, I suppose they're, they're fancy, well, fiction, but I read what, I, like, yeah. Get, and I think I'm dipping into that now in gaming. I think the weird thing is, is there's, like, genres within genres within genres as well. So there's, like there's such an explanation within genres themselves there is and like it's just it's crazy and yeah i i yeah it just depends it, pro- I it like, probably i don't think it's fine it depends how much investment they because again they used to use my example with books is like to be like i mean I, not that i'm reading at all at the moment because i just can't because <laughs> for some reason but um like the the level of investment to like go from reading like one type of book that you like to another like sitting down and opening pages and reading all that is different than literally turning on the telly and just sort of 
passively absorbing the information. Um, and games is a lot more is a lot less passive generally. Although there, there are there are definitely popcorn games you can play without having to think about them and stuff compared to other ones, which you'll have to put more time and effort into. I, I don't know. That, that's again, it probably depends what what you're after, but I think that probably has a, is a factor in it as well. I think I think in gaming, loads right as well. There's like genres of genres. There's like this is a first-person role-playing action shooter that's single player at one point, second player in the other. There's also a roguelike that's actually got Metroidvania yeah. things to it, and there's also got a bit of Civ building to it. Like everything's just got everything now. I play that game. <laughs> Don't know how that game would work, but I play it. I'd have yeah. a pop. Yeah, I, I, it's just open-mindedness, really, and like. I think friendship groups and stuff play a big part of it, and just there's Massive. there's loads of different influential influential um, points and stuff. I think. Do you know? Funny enough, and this is a bit of a not not a tangent, but I was I've been doing my dissertation, and obviously, with well, my dissertation is video game journalism, and I've been reading over my past works and my past stuff. And like we were talking about Pokemon, and you mentioned that as a kid. If you weren't playing like Call of Duty and stuff and you were playing something else, if you weren't playing the popular game, you were seen as as weird. Yeah. And the, it's, it's just yeah, something that you've said in the past that's like stuck with me. And it's like, yeah, like I was very much in that peer pressure group. If I mm. like, I wasn't the peer pressure, I was the peer pressure, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's strange. And... Um, you'll probably remember me in like high school and stuff. And it was like, you all would be playing Call of Duty and I'd like leave halfway through the game and just go and play like Assassin's Creed or something. Yeah. I'd just lose interest in it. Listen, a competitive game as well. Not a not a thing game. He'd leave what? during a competitive game. But he'd never play now, competitive. I, we have. I took you in League Play a lot on Black Ops 2. Don't. don't I even got you some Masters. No, Black I Ops 2 was the one I stuck at. <laughs> it was oh, the one I, it was oh, when I started. Just, just remember, Luigi, don't, don't, don't let Dale peer pressure you into um, <laughs> I forgot my play Halo with me. Dale's, Dale's <laughs> I, I have downloaded it. Um, oh, well, there we go then. Um, I've come up with Chain 4. No, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting area. Very interesting yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. If you want to get academic, I've been, <laughs> I've been doing like because obviously, like you know, I do the marketing and stuff. So I'm reading this book, and um, yeah, and it was like saying about um, so there's this guy called something Lowry. I can't remember his name, but he did like he designed all the different. I I can't remember his first name. Um, and he did like all the art, like the designs for like the first cars, like not the first cars, but where they started to like look egg shaped and stuff. Okay. And he came, and he came up with like a concept where it was like things need to be similar but unfamiliar at the same time. If that makes sense, hmm. and and that it just got me thinking of that. Then um, I, I'll have to I'll have to find his name, but box all over there. Um, book seven steps behind me. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll Google it because Google's a book. Um, yeah. Yes, Google. Google is a book. Raymond Lowy. La Lowy. I don't know. I was thinking, what was what was Will Smith's character in Bad Boys? Was it Mike Lowry? Yeah, Mike Lowry. <laughs> so oh, nice great film! <laughs> <Great. laughs> yeah. Big eyes, but a nice, a nice fish. fish. <laughs> Great movies. Sorry, Great movies. 
<laughs> um, well, take us away. <laughs> yeah, come on. You come with me. We've had enough of this. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I think the, probably the question that follows on from there is before we talk on that. I mean, that was, that was a really interesting kind of... It wasn't. It wasn't entirely a tangent, so I think that was a useful discussion. Um, but we, the the points I actually wanted to come on to, kind of next, was the Let's uh, do tangents. We don't do tangents. We, we, we rambling. We a thousand percent do tangents. So sorry, but um, yeah, most impactful games is kind of what I think that leads on to because talking about how it shapes you and then whether you stick in a niche or whether you branch out and stuff. So what what stuff? What's most impactful? And I'm going to go to Dale first. Just because. Um, back back in the day, the day. And when I say the day, I mean 1983. There was a game called Coca-Cola. <laughs> and I shot Pepsi. And now all I drink is Pepsi. So subconscious. No, I'm joking. Never played that game. Is um, this impactful for us or the for- for us, I think. Is this or in general? Um, I think for us. Yeah, I mean, for because, and I suppose this is one anyone who's listening, um, if you particularly anyone who's watching on YouTube, if you want to comment and what answer these questions yourself about what was the most impactful for you. I mean, there might be ones that impacted not just you, but the other people like you gamed with your friends and so was that like so there was that sort of one, but it, it's got to be subjective. Um, if we're talking about how it shaped us as gamers, so um, one that I could throw out for me and Lloyd straight away is Oblivion. Just yeah. knock that out the door because that was that was huge. And you mentioned uh, our friend Jay mm-hmm. who was where I actually first saw Oblivion. Probably your copy. You never know. It probably no. <laughs> we are. That's how we we argued over the ending. Yeah, we did. But I played it on Jay's first. Did I lend? I must have not lent it to him then. He must have had it and I just completed it for him. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Most years ago. <laughs> that's, that's actually the game that got me and Lloyd to be best friends because we yeah. argued over what was the best like racing class to be. And I can't remember what my points were. I, I can't remember. Mine remember was probably Argonian because he had a tail. I'm pretty um, sure mine was Nords. Possibly. I've always played Nords, but... Um, in terms of impactful games, ones that have, like, impacted my, like, the stuff that I even do today is is Black Ops 2 was a, a massively impactful game for me. Because it opened my eyes to the worlds of esports, because I started watching all the competitive stuff. I played the league play constantly. I was in, like, very, very amateur teams and was playing in, like, the game battle scene and stuff like that. And it was the... I think it was one of the first awakenings where I thought, oh, damn, gaming can actually be a career. You know, that was the first time where I, I thought, oh, this thing that I enjoy can be something. I'm not going to be a competitor now. I am not good enough at anything to be a competitor now. Unless procrastinating is a competition, then I'm sorry, I blow you all out the water. But yeah, I think I think Black Ops 2 is a, a massively impactful game for me. And um Dynasty Warriors, but I don't know which one. It'd probably be like five, would you say, Lloyd? I think five. Because I remember playing the others, and I played them loads, but if five's Possibly one that I... three. Yeah, I wanted to say five three at three, first, yeah. but I remember five and three the most. Yeah. And 
as a as a because I was a really sick kid. I was in hospital loads so much as a child. And they'd wheel the the TV over to you, and my dad would bring my uh, my console in, like I played Dynasty Warriors, and you know, there's something as a kid's playing as one guy beating up thousands and thousands of people when you're a sick kid in the hospital. I was they were they were special little moments, you know. That's getting quite deep now. <laughs> Stale's turn. <laughs> <laughs> this hallmark moment has been brought to you. Yeah, the- hallmark. Those two. <laughs> I'd still, I'd still say that it, it's quite a thing saying the card game was one of the most impactful. But Black Ops Two was a huge because even with Lauren, my my wife, well, now wife, back then she wouldn't have been. We started watching the competitive scene together, and it was something that we both enjoyed, and we still enjoy to this day. So it, it's just, I don't know. It introduced me to something massive, you know, that I love now. So. Alright, how can I top this? <laughs> how can I blow this away? Uh, you, have to, you have to bring this to genuine tears. <laughs> my legs. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you've mentioned an impactful game on the uh, channel, haven't you? Like before. Messenger, yeah. So I was literally yeah. just thinking that, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've probably said it before, so I'm going to bore you with the same bloody story again. Um, the Messenger, yeah. It was the one, it was the first game where... Well, Limbo, The Messenger was the first game that I really, really got into indie games and changed my sort of like concept of how I would pick games. But Limbo was probably as well up there with that. Um, So I loved that game. Loved it. Um, And it was like, it was the first one where I was kind of like, I don't have to play whatever's cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So those two games are quite impactful for me. yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bore you with the same story. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Oblivion has to be there. Uh, Call of Duty World at War was the. It was Call of Duty World at War. Sorry, was when I started to get into FPSs. Obviously, I never played World at War. Yeah, did play with me? Oh no, it was Lauren. It was Lauren. Um, I, I used to play with Lauren a lot, and I used to slay on that game. Um, and then what was the one after it? There was the more modern one. Was it? Was it Black Ops 2 after World of War? Might have been. I don't know. It was one of them. But that was when I got that, that when I got drunk and camped in the window and got a very nasty message. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, those, I don't know. Yeah, those are probably my picks. Oh, Modern Warfare 2, sorry, was that? Modern World Warfare War. 2, yeah. Uh, that was the one where I camped and got a nasty message. I, so didn't, play Modern Warfare. I didn't play Modern Warfare 2 much either. They were my battlefield days. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Oh, battlefield's in there as well because I used to high five tanks. You did. did. (laughs) We'll leave it at that. People (laughs) don't know what that means, but he used to high five tanks. It was incredible. What What about you, Phil? What's What's the most like impactful game that you, you can remember? Well, for me, I mean, there's there's kind of two that I was thinking of, and both in relation to. This was particularly if we're talking about how they shaped us as a person. Um, sorry, was I really loud? There? <laughs> just... No, no, no. <laughs> like... it, it, it got to a point. Do you know when, like, sorry, do you know when you just your earphones are on for so long they start your ears start to ache? And he did it, and I don't have those no more. So I was like, 
Yeah, oh, sorry. Is. If I do do it, just ignore me. Because you both took your um, headphones off, or you, I, I thought I'd like blown into the mic and blown your ears <laughs> out or something. No, no, no. Um, I was mocking Lloyd. I was. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no. The, in relation to, I think, kind of my love of telling stories and, and writing stuff, because that, that's one of the other things that kind of is dictated like kind of where i want to go in life and, and things that interest me and sonic i know i, I keep going on about sonic and go back to sonic in this game but um, sonic Underground. um that was probably the first experience that i had of not just sort of being interested in something in one form of media so i played the game but like say there was comics and then there was tv shows and everything else but also on top of that and from there um and my own, like I, I wrote, I drew a lot of like fan comics and, and like my own sorts of things, and that led into like writing stories. Um, and then like even like from not just from Sonic, but from other games. Like so, I remember, for example, uh, a creative writing assignment in English in high school. Um, I, I ended up to basically was just um, fan fiction of of um, the game commandos if anyone remembers that like the, the um the pc strategy game and then that but i think those sorts of things led into like definitely sort of me telling stories and, and that sort of thing and wanting to do that creatively like a lot more um which sounds like really pretentious of it well this is, this is how sonic the hedgehog led me to be a creative individual but but what i mean it, it did so yeah there we go um and then the other the other thing relating to that like jumping forward they were like i think tomb raider 2 was the first game where i'd played it and also been like really invested in watching what story was unfolding in it like that happened more and more like, and obviously tomb raider 2 wasn't the greatest story in the world but i think that was the first time i'd, I'd done something and i was like this isn't just me you know bouncing on things heads and do this is something like i'm playing but there's also a story and, and stuff so i think that impact in terms of starting something i think those those two would be my picks for that so you're saying bouncing on heads in, in sonic and mario didn't have story I, it didn't have what's the environmental storytelling that drove the narrative of the I I'm losing where I'm going with this. I no, was, I, I get I get where you're going. I, I, take the mic. It, it, it absolutely did because I could <laughs> not on the podcast elsewhere. I could give you a whole sort of endless rant about what the true canon of Sonic the Hedgehog is and why it did start with him being a brown hedgehog and all this sort of stuff. That's not for the, if you if you do want to hear that, I'll happily you know how many, talk it. How many cartridge combinations are in the uh, true <laughs> the true canon? <laughs> The, the, the true canon, as, as far as in my head, is based on the um, Sonic the Comic, the UK version of the Sonic comics, because um, the American Archie one was slightly different. And also there was a bunch of paperback books released. Um, we, we are diving into a rabbit hole here as far as this goes, but we'll we'll leave that out. Um, Lloyd looks shocked. It's <laughs> paperback. Shocked. They're not hardcover, they're paperback. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I, I I can't see any like the kids who are reading it walking around with this this thick tome. It's just easy, like little, <laughs> just the A to Z of the anatomy of Sonic. Yeah, it's probably better. Best kids. <laughs> it's probably better if a Sonic book isn't something that you could brain someone with. 
He's called Dr. Egghead for a reason. Um, oh, you're running around braining people with Sonic books. I, I didn't do that, promise. Um, but yeah, so that, that that's my impactful games, I suppose. And that, that also kind of brings us neatly to the end of the games that got us into gaming no. segments of the show, unless there's any nah. final thoughts <laughs> on that one. I, I didn't get to go on a Monster Hunter rant or a Dynasty no, Warriors 9 rant. Don't, don't let him. Don't let it's him. okay. <laughs> Stop him. Yeah. Stop him, Phil! <clears throat> I, th- I think he's stopped. It's fine. Um, so, before we finish, we, we talk about the news. There's been, it's been a f- quite a few things in the news um yeah boy <laughs> should, I, should i do a, a jingle for the news um no please don't like do 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 uncapped news do 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 we're talking about the news do 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 it's uncapped news <laughs> news with uncapped yeah it's you, the only news you'll regret doing that when that appears on the uh, social media everywhere <laughs> i i i'm an idiot by nature i don't mind Fair enough, fair enough. Well, Dude, you... please don't put it on social media. <laughs> it will be, it will be, don't worry. Please, please, please don't let my parents see it. Do, do you want to um, kick off the new, like, what news has been of interest to yourself then? Me? <laughs> well, oh, have I got some news for you. And it's about my only game that I ever played, Jurassic World <laughs> Evolution 2. The first DLC was announced. That's cool, and it's got the cutest, oh, the cutest dinosaur ever. So it's like a little Ankylosaurus, little Ankylosaurus called the Minmai. I'm pronouncing that right, I hope. And it's just adorable, and I'm gonna buy it simply just for that. So yeah, and now it's adorable, isn't it? It's beautiful. Um, and there's just like updates and stuff, but that's my key news. Other than that, we got. Prehistoric Kingdom closed beta coming out, which I'm not privy to, but it means that game is moving forward. And Jurassic World has introduced the first, like, mammal? Prehistoric mammal? Into its, like, uh, lore? Or whatever? In the Camp Cretaceous thing, there's a saber-toothed char- uh, character? A saber-toothed tiger? Yeah, it's a, um, uh, what they call Smilodons, which is really cool. That's that's, that that's cool. awesome news. Yeah. Imagine, imagine meg the uh, megalodons, or imagine bloody woolly mammoths, which are in prehistoric kingdom. But so it's just it's a really cool possibility, yeah. and it's something that they could do. And I just there's something that's blown my mind. Did you ever watch Walking with Beast as a kid? Yeah, yeah, that uh, weird dog things. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I can't I remember what they were called, but yeah, somewhere. I'll have to dig it out. Um, but yeah, that'd be cool to see in Jurassic World. Hopefully, they move away from dinosaurs. God, oh, I want a, a rich but no, it's it's in um the if you I'm not sure if you watched the Camp Cretaceous series. No, it's like a it. it's aimed towards kids, but it's it's pretty good. Um, but it's like the season three. They find a new island, which is not any of the five deaths, which is oh. cool. And it's got dinosaurs on it and stuff, and there's like a hidden base. It's probably Wu. Wu's done something stupid again. Yeah. Woo. We don't trust Wu. We, no one trusts Wu. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
yeah, I, that's what you say that in the stream. I was I just know. like, I was like, what a customer. Never you were saying it. You were saying it in my stream as well. I was like, God, Mike doesn't like Wu at all. Nah, not uh, a fan of Henry Wu. He gets everything he deserves. He does. He does. I don't like the uh, the guy from the Jurassic World film, uh, Owen Grady's boss. The like. Oh the, oh, the one that wants to use the raptors is like three yeah, dogs. He's really annoying. He's, <laughs> yeah, did he get eaten? No, character. Or am I misremembering that? Did he get eaten? Maybe. Yeah, he got he... eaten by a raptor. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's just the thing of they. It just feels like they have no common sense. It's not it's even like... that. It's just his voice. His voice goes through. <laughs> Like, just stop. Just stop it's speaking. Not, it's just the common sense. It's like, listen, Owen, you've got that T-Rex. What do you reckon we could do? Do you reckon we can mount a minigun to the top of her? Would that work? Would she be able to operate a minigun, Owen? Owen, listen to me. I think she can. And it's like, no. Her hands wouldn't be able to do it. I think we could make the machine, Owen. He sounds like a couple of my managers. I mean, uh... You joke, but... <laughs> This does bring to there was was there a comic or a cartoon or something that basically was dinosaurs with machine guns mounted to them and people uh, rode them. Yeah. Oh, Digimon. No, there was toys. There were Dino Riders. Was it? I remember the toys. Or was was Dino Riders something else? Oh, I gotta find a picture of those those toys. I I will and I will. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. But but um, that's I mean, my news. That that's that seems like a, a interesting note to end that that particular piece on. Um, what about you, Lloyd? What what Hi. news do you want to bring to the table? Respawn is taking Titanfall One, the original Titanfall, from sale from this week, and then yes, yeah, starting today. Wednesday the 1st of December and then from all subscription services on the 1st of March next year. I just thought this was interesting because uh, we've never actually, I don't think we've had an announcement about games being taken off, have we? I don't think we do. We got the the um, the Twitter got... accounts and the website that tells you discontinued games, but I don't yeah, think people, they go public it's very odd. that much. Yeah, it's very odd. Are they, are they expecting Flash on that because I did see a few angry tweets in response, but um, Titanfall 2 is the better game. If I'm no Titanfall 2, we've said about before, like Titanfall 2 is like one of the most underrated games because of bad release dates and stuff. Um, but they've 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 said it's at the heart of what they want to do, and it's going to be at the heart of everything they do in the future. Titanfall 3, baby. Yeah, I, I get a feeling Please. they're going to be working on something. Do you know? Do you know that could be one of the announcements at the uh, yeah the game awards because that's something that people want really bad. What was Respawn's last game? Was <clears throat> it Fallen Jedi? Kingdom, yeah, Fallen Kingdom. I know they're working on another like game like that, right? Yeah, they're, they're working, working on another Star Wars game. Oh, actually, actually, yeah, I think so. Oh. Uh, if, um, if Titanfall One has got like a, if I mean I know you said it. Choose the better game, but if there's like a dedicated kind of community playing it, and then oh, you can you can still play it. Yeah. You can still play it. The but, the yeah. service but, is still up, unless you yeah. add it on a subscription service, presumably. In, the, in which case, the rogue yeah. can pull from under you. Um, mm. Which goes back to something we mentioned previously. I think That's about plan, why people prefer to own the actual sort of. Would it be though? Because it's just not for sale anymore. But they pulled yeah, it from can... subscription services as well. They said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they, they are going to be. So whether because it was announced today, are they, I, I don't know because it does say they're removing it today, so you can't buy it from today now. 
which is quite odd. Mm. But then, are the sales going to be that high still? Because no. it was released like seven years ago. I highly doubt it. So, yeah, I, and like I said, Titanfall 2 is out. So, yeah, I, the, I other than the dedicated player base, player which I'm not sure if it. Titanfall 1 does have. Yeah, I'm not. Other yeah. than maybe like speedrunners and stuff. Yeah. That's why but, I thought um, the subscription, because that, that's the one, like, not selling it anymore is one thing, whereas not having it on that on subscription services seems like the thing that would actively stop people who were already playing it. Yeah, I thought they would have done it the other way around. I thought they would have taken off subscription first and then kind of said you have to buy it mm. to carry on playing. I mean, at this point, like, who cares? I, yeah, I, 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 I just think it's interesting because there's... No, it's, it, it's, 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 no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting, but, yeah. like, it, it's one of those ones, I think, that affects very little people, but people are still just going to be mad about it for the sake of being mad. Like, just play Titanfall 2. Like, <laughs> or play Apex. Yeah. Apex but, is amazing. But on, on, the other, on the other side of that, I mean, was it the head of Xbox who said that um, was a strong advocate for like making more older games available, like to kind of preserve gaming history and stuff. That probably falls suppose, under the same. Yeah, I suppose there is an argument for gaming history. It's crazy the amount that my like opinion sways in these podcasts. <laughs> it goes one way, and then someone says something, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, that that's because you, you start from the like, what what will be the thing that can just like cause a controversy in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video game history is an interesting topic. Maybe that should be something we touch upon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's that's an interesting thing. Get our glasses on. Get all academic. Absolutely, absolutely. Become, become. Um... Yeah, and the other one I wanted to share is Valve has confirmed that the Steam Deck won't have any exclusives as well, which I thought is quite interesting, considering yeah. the whole power that Steam has in terms of games going on there and stuff. Because obviously, so I don't know whether you know how the Steam Deck is going to work, but they're going to be deck verified games that can go onto the Steam Deck. But obviously Steam, a lot of games are just on Steam anyway. Not because mm. Valve have exclusive rights or anything, just because people, it's the most popular uh, PC store at Pre the moment. Presumably, is that more likely to be games made by small teams who haven't got the, the, yeah. the publisher oh, yeah, 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 to yeah. put them on consoles and whatever else? It, 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 there's a couple of larger studios that I know are just on Steam. So I don't know. It'd be interesting because GOG have also just announced as well that they're making a massive loss, even though yeah, they're project they're, red and making millions. Bleeding, um, isn't it? But yeah, their whole thing is DRM free game. Free, yeah, yeah. Guess um, it's not that big of a deal to a lot of people. I, I don't think it is, and I think the UI doesn't help on GOG. No, um, GOG's UI is not good. It's not great at all. Um, but I, I don't think. CD Projekt Red are putting money into it as much as they should be to compete. Like, no one's going to compete with Steam at the moment, but, like, it's just insane. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah. I, just, no, I, I mean, I, I suppose there's an argument that Epic kind of competes with Steam, but... Again, same level, though? No, I don't think so. 
I was trying to think of things that would. But... I think Epic think they do. <laughs> I, yeah, Epic, Epic, <laughs> uh, Epic think they're like yeah, leading they, everything. Yeah. Like, oh, we give them a free game every now and again. Yeah. They all love us. Like, that's literally all we're there for, guys. <laughs> no, that's all I do is download your free games. I um, never play them. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I kind of assumed that it wouldn't, though. It was one of those that I just assumed there wouldn't be any thing games for, you know? Exclusives. Yeah, I just, I yeah, just assume. Yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know, because, like, it, it is one of the, I don't, I think Valve have used it as this, like, clever sort of tactic, because Oh, is, look at us, we're not yeah, doing yeah, 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 and it's like, but you've got such a big pulling power that, okay, you haven't got any exclusives, but it's just like... Well, they could. But they... They, they could have they, massive exclusives. But they have <clears throat> exclusives in a weird way, if that makes sense. It's different mm. from what, like, Sony are doing. Yeah, because you, you have to go out to your, like to get like a Sony or a, a Microsoft, or, well, I suppose Xbox exclusive. You'd have to go out of your way and buy the console that that's on and stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas if you just if you've only, got a, only PlayStation and Switch now, well, well, I mean, yeah, but um, if if you're on PC, there's not like you can if something's exclusive to Steam and not on GOG, then you just go on Steam. It's it, it does it, there's no. Yeah real kind of like whereas if you wanted something to be exclusive to the steam deck there'd have to be proof for whoever was give, making that deal that, that there's going to be a return on it like there's you know, some serious yeah. selling power because people buy playstations people buy xboxes we've not really seen proof that people will buy the steam deck in that great numbers yeah it's uh it's, yeah. it's going to be yes. interesting it is interesting um but yeah i, I want to know how they're going to Verified what they're going to pick for the how they're going to pick for the deck verified as well. Probably come down to console controls. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. so it's not going. You're not going to have command and conquer (laughs) us. That's the thing, though. It's got a touch screen, though, haven't it? So yeah, and apparently it works like a mouse. So and you've got the touchpads on the side as well. That's the one. Touchpads on the side. Yeah. yeah. But see, even having a laptop, I I hate using that. Like, even if I've got my laptop, I'll plug a mouse in because I I hate those touchpads. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool if you could get, like, a little portable keyboard and mouse for the Steam Deck. So you'd have a laptop, a gaming laptop. (laughs) A gaming laptop. But, yeah. It's 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 just handheld. £500 more. (laughs) It's it's bound to be doable because you can... Although it's they're not like officially licensed, though, you can technically get like a place a keyboard and mouse for like to plug into a PlayStation or I don't know whether you can do it for the Switch, but presumably you can do it. I, for... I doubt you can't do much with the Switch. They don't like modding much. It was weird how like Nintendo went from like one side to everything must like kind of go on this thing. Like there was just loads of different gimmicks, and now there's just like there's barely anything for the Switch. Weird, mm. but, yeah. That's my news for the day. Um, mm. Well, the one, the one I that kind of caught my eye was um, we don't know don't know exactly how it'll shape up yet, and it's but <laughs> there's a bill being put through Congress, um, which is not again on, on a gaming podcast, not usually how we'd start. So there's a bill being put through Congress, but it's specifically to ban um, the use of console scalper bots. So. Um, that whole thing that we've had where you can't get a PS5 or a Series X for love nor money um, just because they're all being bought up and then being sold at these massive prices by these bots. Um, And it's not just console. I think they're doing the same, like 
on the the last thing I saw was that tickets for Spider-Man No Way Home are being like sold at extortionate yeah. prices as well, but um, they're, they're trying to ban them, which I, I can't see as being a, a bad thing in any possible. I think there's only good sides of stopping people doing this. but um, Stopping people from being dicks. Yeah, whether it'll actually succeed, I don't know, and then whether it's enforceable across... If it, presumably, if it's outlawed in the US, then there's ways to do it through foreign whatever proxies or whatever. But it still seems to be recognizing that it's a problem. Yeah, it is It is a first step, and it's nice. I think that it is going to be built whether it actually happens. Because um, it's not, it's just being put through, and it? it's not, it's not actually. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't understand exactly how, um, these things work in, in in America. Like, say, my, my only frame of reference is what happens with parliaments where it takes, like, forever. Years. yeah. <laughs> um, I through, like, six of the Queen's bodyguards and stuff. Yeah, and they have to, like, to do, like, four or five different readings of the yeah. bill and all this sort of stuff and go between different... I, I don't know. I'm presuming it's something similar to that, similar to that but... Yeah. Um, so it'll be... interesting. By, by the time it's passed, you probably will be able to get a PlayStation 5 or a Series X. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But um, it's interesting because um, one of the companies, I can't remember if it was NVIDIA or someone else, they said they're, they're looking at an, a shortage for another year uh, on somewhere. I've read somewhere. I think it was like another year or it's going to be a while. On um, so, GPUs? On the, on the chips. The chips there, apparently. So they had a, like a a lorry full of GPU stolen as well. Oh Jesus! I'm reading that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot to do with the crypto stuff, and yeah, that's why we're not seeing the bloody crypto bros stop. We want to play games, <laughs> not in crypto monies. Yeah, <laughs> I I I would much prefer to be able to play games rather than have this thing which mines all this currency and then also does untold damage to the environment. When we're already gonna like. Plants already going to burn, so just just stop. Let me have a graphics card. Please. So I have the greatest <laughs> news of all time that's just popped up on my Twitter. The lawn mowing simulator is coming to Game Pass for yes. PC and console. Have you seen how good it actually looks? <laughs> Do you know what? I've always wanted to be a gardener. It's just been a lifelong dream of mine. And so gaming it just, has allowed me to. <laughs> it literally just, it just popped up and I was like, oh... Uh, that bring, re that reminds me. Actually, I, I saw something earlier um, saying that more people have play are playing actively playing um, Farming Simulator twenty two than um, Battlefield twenty forty two. It looks incredible though. Farming Simulator twenty two this year looks actually really good. Is it like esports? There's an like, esports. I don't think so. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I have a little Google, but there's an esports for farming simulator, um, and it, it's it's hype as hell. Like, I I'm presu it's presuming incredible. it's not speedruns. <laughs> I don't know wow. why you could, you could speedrun farming. Um, the other big news I think we should brush upon before we close. Did you have any other news, Phil? Um, that was the main one for this week. Were you going to mention Activision or something mention... else? Okay. Ludwig moving from Twitch to YouTube, huge. which is yeah. huge. YouTube yeah. are making moves, and Ludwig was like Twitch's little precious boy. You know what I mean? He he defended him, didn't he? He really? he, de he he defined that that uh, 
a lot of that um I, website <clears throat> that that streaming yeah. service and they've lost him and yeah, I think that's huge. I think we're going to see a massive bidding war now between those two because, mm-hmm. like, you, you look at like Toaster's just gone back as well yeah. to Switch, haven't he? So, uh, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens when a lot of these contracts are up. Yeah, it's it's interesting as well. Did you see his announcement video? No, the car. He's he's, dry, he's with his um, slime. Who I think he, I think his name's Slime. He streams with, and I think he's like his. He works with him. I, I'm not quite sure. But um, they're driving a purple car and they're just having a conversation. And then the car blows up and then he gets into a red car and he drives off and starts playing music. And he's like, oh, will you get in trouble for playing music here? And he goes, nope, not in this car, buddy. Not in this car. He just drives <laughs> off. It's so funny. Uh, See, so funny. I think um, you could see by, sorry, no, the later of his videos that he was starting to get a bit yeah, peed off with Twitch. So. I mean, I don't, I don't think Twitch are doing well. I think YouTube will be pushing them quite a bit. YouTube uh, yeah. a massive threat. Because there's a lot the, of things... The, the last update, I, I've, I, when I was looking at it, w- with all the things they did, it was very much less get on Twitch's level. Mm-hmm. And, and then, obviously, you've got all the other stuff that Twitch or, uh, YouTube already does. Because yep. a lot of it was like channel points and... Uh, yeah, YouTuber, so, YouTuber so, yeah. coming for Twitch's throat. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be cool to see what happens this year between the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I, th- I think ultimately YouTube's going to win out over Twitch in every way. I mean, it's a bit of a weird one in terms of like the Ludwig stuff because I mean, obviously, fair play to him, he's done whatever you know is best for him. But um, there's a couple of th- like things there. What like again without without just sort of. Recognizing we're at, we're kind of wrapping up the section, so I'm not going to get into a whole big thing. But um, firstly, is that it's. I mean, I, I recognize I'm definitely an outlier in this, but I've never really watched big streamers because that's not some like if I'm watching someone who's like a big like a YouTuber, you watch a video, whatever that that's fine. But if we something that's live and interactive, if you can't, if the, the chances of you being able to interact with that person in real time are basically zero because there's you know, 10 million people in the chat, the chat's going too fast to see. I don't kind of really see the point of that rather than yeah. watching a, a VOD. So yeah, like 100 viewers would be the upper limit of the size of streamer that I generally watch personally. Um, obviously, that's not the case for everyone, but that, that was always my take on it. Um, and then the other thing is is from a kind of small creator point of view, which is I think it's not the primary concern of YouTube or Twitch because their primary concern is the viewer. But um, if if the yeah we the big creators are the subject of these bidding wars, basically on the same level as presumably as Premier League footballers being signed between clubs and whatever, um, then that just makes it see like if you're trying to start you know forge some sort of niche and you you know from scratch and but I mean, you've got no chance because you're never gonna you know you're in the Vauxhall Conference you're never gonna get into the, those those it's gonna probably I think make that seem even more inaccessible for it like. You say that, though, but I saw Ludwig. Ludwig did a video in which he grew another extremely popular YouTube channel out of something else, nothing to do with him. He didn't tie his name to it. He did it on the side just to prove that it's not a lot yeah. of luck. Yeah, it's, seen that it's a lot. Yeah, very good video. You should definitely watch that. I, I'll check. I, I will check it. But it always seems to me it's like those. Um, whenever you read an article and it, where someone tells you about how they bought their first. 
like home for half a million dollars just by saving on a minimum wage job. And then the small print in the middle is my parents were rich and we lived at home for two years. <laughs> yeah. um, there's always some small print where something else has helped them out. So I, I'm, I'm oh, kind of sceptical. I, I worked two part jobs, but my mum and dad were able to buy half the house for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, it's it's like the self-made billionaires who, who already yeah. had parents on the board or whatever else. There's, there's always there's always a catch. There's <laughs> that one guy whose dad started his business and he acts like he's like he came out of the womb like doing <laughs> camps or something. <laughs> like it's just like, shut up. Yeah, it's like there's I mean, a different world out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You you too can build yourself up like Elon Musk if if your parents own an apartheid era lithium mine. You <laughs> too can fine. be a millionaire if your parents give you a million pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. yeah, it sounds like he did a forty-hour shit fucking game porn. Like it's just <laughs> God, that that exiting the womb stuff was really <laughs> difficult. So I deserve all this. Money. And do you know what the worst thing was? I didn't have a ten minute break. <laughs> I got oh. paid. <laughs> oh. And, and this, this has been uh, uncapped rants <laughs> about capitalism. <laughs> um, but yeah, any any other final thoughts or points before we kind of wrap up from either of Games. you? Honestly, Warriors 9 was a terrible game. Please do not do that again. And please go back to the original format, which is a really fun beat em up game that we all loved. Yeah. That that's the important message that we want to take away from this. So thank you and for that. Who must have a spear? Who um, must have a spear? Yes. Well, thank you very much to everyone for listening and or watching. If you're on YouTube, if you're not already, do subscribe to the channel, follow us on all the socials, and obviously follow the podcast because we're great and we talk about interesting stuff. I get a notepad. <laughs> I get a notepad as we remember from last time. I am um... throwbacks. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for watching and all listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. We've been uncapped. <laughs> We've been uncapped.